0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, post-Quali podcast, the PQP. That's what we call it, the PQP. Uh, And we're live on Twitch right now as well. So welcome to the Twitch chat, WTF1 official if you don't follow us already and also, we have an app now. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, go go type it in your local app store, WTF1, and there is a free app ready and waiting for you to download. So I uh, thought I'd shout that out as well. But yes, let's talk about qualifying, Tommy. Don't know why I'm so excited. It's because I'm actually genuinely <laughs> really happy to see Leclerc on the front row of the grid after what was quite a um, difficult qualifying session, really, for Ferrari for a lot of it. I was not very mm. hopeful. Um, but let's... Probably reflect on your first thoughts as coming out of uh, obviously uh, the orange smoke, and, and there you are oh, with God. your cape on. And
1: yeah, well, to be fair, after that first run when we had, uh, sorry, in Q two when we had Leclerc down in ninth at one point, Verstappen had been on used tyres and just set an absolutely ridiculous lap, and everyone in the chat, and obviously I was just, you know bantering that. I need to just make sure I'm here for the first bit of quality because that's when Verstappen's going to bang in a pole time and no one would be anywhere near it. And we had a proper three-car battle, really, for for pole position. It was absolutely awesome. And the top three separated by 0.09. And obviously, the Mercedes ended up getting screwed by Sergio Perez. So we'll never know how quick they could have been. But Hamilton looking quick as well. So it's got... a. It's going to be a good race. Fingers it should crossed. Be.
0: Fingers crossed. I mean, it is a bit of a Monaco, isn't it, really, in terms of uh, overtaking opportunities. Um, and before we reflect a little bit more on Q3, let's go. Let's, let's take a step back a little bit and go back to, to Q1, uh, where we had Bottas, Ricardo, Magnussen, Vettel and Latifi out. And I think the big talking point, as it seems to be every single race weekend uh, when it comes to qualifying, is... Daniel Ricciardo, uh, Daniel, oh Daniel, 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 seventeenth, one minute twelve zero eight one. For comparison, Lando did an eleven five five six in Q one uh, to get himself P five, I think it was uh, at the time in in Q one. And uh, yeah, Danny Rick will line up seventeenth, and again it, you know, it hurts 7th. my heart. Yeah, Lando starts seventh uh, after Q three um, and all those shenanigans, but it, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart to see it constantly be a thing now. But if anything now that it's fully confirmed that he I was going to say he won't try as hard, but then again, he is still trying to work out where he's going to go. And if any other, he's got to, he's got to try him. and get a seat. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: my days, if he's, if he's finishing 17th and Lando's seventh, people at Alpine are going to look at other drivers and, um, they already are, and, aren't they? Really? They're already looking at other drivers and, Mick Schumacher, what a performance up in P8. He was he was one that was on their their radar as well. And there's all talk of Ocon wants uh, Mick Schumacher because he despises Pierre <laughs> Gasly. But yeah, great performance from Mick. And yeah, it's just painful for Ricardo down in seventeenth. Another driver actually that had a shocker was Sebastian Vettel. Nineteenth, still
0: beat Latifi though. Of course he did by a second. Oh my Yeah, God. don't even get me started on Latifi. Got they've got to just come on announce. Whoever, again. There's no going, no then chance. Then. Come on. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Vettel he was on a very good lap. He looked like he was going to be well and easy, uh, easily out of Q one. Uh, but unfortunately, made a mistake at that penultimate corner, which we saw a few mistakes in qualifying. Um, Perez being one in Q three. But yeah, Seb was looking good. He looked quick and unfortunately made that mistake and it was right at the end. And that was it really for him. Uh, Norris was quite lucky, wasn't he as well, with, in, in Q1 for uh, not getting a yellow flag as he was finishing his run because I think he was actually out at the time uh, when he was finishing that final lap. So, so Norris got a little bit lucky uh, that the uh, the yellow flag panel was a bit delayed, which yeah. a bit surprising, wasn't it really, to to see that panel not flashing quite quite so quickly with all the technology that they have. Um but Norris got away with it. Vettel didn't. K Mag had a poor performance, has to be said. Uh when you compare it to Mick Schumacher, like eighth and eighteenth. Um Danny yes. Rick and then and then Bottas as well. Obviously he got outshone by Joe Yu again. Um I know it was only about just over a tenth between them in Q one, but still Bottas Plus. really not finding that rhythm that he had at the start of the season, is he?
1: No, and Bottas is, was known for his qualifying ability. That being his strongest point. He's not a great. He's not great in wheel-to-wheel racing, is he? And isn't? He's, he's not known for that. Absolutely, he, he no was, wheel he, knowledge. No, exactly. He was <laughs> no wheel-to-wheel knowledge. <laughs> he's known. Um, he's known for being that guy that could, on his day, put in qualifying performances better than Lewis Hamilton, and. Doesn't make you a bad driver in the slightest. So, yeah, the fact that he's getting beaten by Joe now, um, but Alpha's just not looking very good at all. It's a shame to see them so low down because they're kind of after the, the bright start that they had, they're looking very similar to last year now where they're just kind of in that lower midfield midfield pack and just
0: hoping just to get a point if there's a few retirements, which is a shame. So what you're saying is that Joe Guanyu is the GOAT and is better than Lewis Hamilton because, I mean... Bottas, yeah, technically, uh, that is horrifying. correct, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely, technically. Um, <laughs> but also, as we, as we look towards Q2, uh, it's probably worth mentioning a big talking point, which was yeah. the person that threw the flare onto the track. What are you doing, my friend? Like, yeah. I don't know why anyone would even think of doing that. I hope to God that they get a lifetime ban from every Formula One venue ever. Formula One just straight up, get his or her identity and and that's it. Straight up, gone, done, you're finished. Um, Because, like, you're not a Formula One fan if you're doing that. I don't care how drunk you are. I don't care how whatever excited you are. Throwing a flare onto a track is not only dangerous for the drivers, but also just completely idiotic. Uh, and of it's, course, we had the, yeah. the flare as well in Q3. Just that towards the end of Q3, which uh, um, yeah. thankfully was off the racing line and went out quite quickly. Uh, but both of those people need to just be put directly into the bin, never to be seen again at a Formula One venue. It's ridiculous, outrageous. What are you doing? Yeah what
1: what possessed them to do it in the first place? And then so idiot. I know, like the result doesn't matter, but if if you couldn't be any more stupid. In in Q3, one, you've just seen someone throw on the track and it's caused a red flag and probably everyone calling for them to be kicked out and there was a big sign up that said, you know, flares, you'll get kicked out. And F1 haven't been afraid to show <laughs> close-ups of people holding those flares so they know who who's doing it. And then for the fact that it happened again in Q3, if they'd have red flagged that session, they'd have just... Gifted pole to Charles Leclerc, and no no doubt they're of a Steppen fan because they're they're waving an orange flare about. Mm. Um, so imagine that you're costing your own driver pole position for your own stupidity, and yeah, the fact that it's so so dangerous as well. It's Formula One is still a dangerous sport at the end of the day, things can happen, and these people are driving cars around at 200 miles an hour, and if that lands near them or gets stuck in a car and the smoke goes everywhere and they smash into a wall it's not it's not good so it's just so so stupid but on a lighter note the the other the other culprits of that session were the pigeons as well which were just having the best view in the house yeah they were having a five course
0: meal with the uh, grass seed that was put down there they were getting the cutlery out napkins they had a proper <laughs> banquet going on uh, and they were about let's say 15 inches away from the cars as they were flying by so i mean front row seats and in the world and they had a great time they they were fearless absolutely fearless those pigeons fair play to them like and they even had a marshal at one point running at them to try and make them fly away and yet they came back for some more food so you can never scare off a pigeon that's for sure when it comes to uh, a free meal um, so yeah, the pigeons were quite funny to to look at. I'm glad none of the drivers ran one over. I was expecting Leclerc to get one stuck in his front right again or something like uh, that tear off was in Spa and everything was going to go terribly. But nope, alas, uh, thankfully, uh, the pigeons were unharmed as far as we're aware. So Yes, that was um, two very strange and different things we did not expect. Well, maybe the flare one. I predicted it in the, uh, in the podcast, didn't I? Uh, that there'd be flare controversy. Um, very good prediction. Yeah, good prediction. I'll take the point. One really you want didn't want, want to have. Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't really want the Flares to be going on the track, um, but thought there would still be something going on. Uh, yeah, so then Q2, Gasly, Ocon, Alonso, Zhou and and Albon uh, were the ones to, to drop out. Obviously quite Al- Alpine, surprising. Alpine, really, yeah. Surprising to see Alpine out. Alonso was complaining about a bit of traffic, I think, from Perez. Then he lost the car in the next corner. I think he was just a little bit distracted maybe from it. Um, but yeah, Alpine 12th and 13th, when they're fighting McLaren, who are 7th and 17th, it's uh, going to be an interesting one. It's all all in, all down to Norris to, to make up some, really some points, really as is, it has been it? for most of the season.
1: Yeah, the fact that Alpine looked so good last time out. It kind of has shown what a different track this is because Verstappen walked it in spa, and we were saying that at the end of the day, I think it was exaggerated quite a lot by that track. It's almost like Red Bull designed their car for spa, it was just so well suited. Sergio Perez did an all right job, um, and still finished second. You no, know, he, he could have finished second, um. I was going to say you could have put Latifi in that car in a second, but maybe not. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, the Red Bull was um, amazing uh, around there. And it's so much closer now uh, that, that we're at a track which you think would suit Ferrari a lot more. We were all very worried, um, unless you're a Verstappen fan, but even for competition. Uh, the fact that when Verstappen went out on used tyres and was so much quicker than everyone in that first running Q2, it was like, oh, maybe it's not circuit-dependent. But instead, we did get our uh, very
0: a uh, very nice close quali
1: into uh, into Q three.
0: It genuinely did look like Verstappen was just going to walk it with one lap in each quali session and then just take pole. Uh, yeah. Funny, I was looking actually at the uh, obviously that the qualifying um, rundown for who who finished where, but also there's lap counters of how many laps they did in qualifying. So let's start oh, from yeah. tenth to first. So Lance Stroll obviously had a problem. Uh, and he did 14 laps, but didn't do any laps in Q3. Sonoda did 21, Schumacher 21, Norris 18, Russell 18, Perez 19, Hamilton 18, Signs 18, Leclerc 18, Verstappen 12. <laughs> yeah, didn't need to go out for half <laughs> the session. Like, he did 12 laps. Like, it's it's just, mad, isn't it's it? It's a Sunday, Saturday drive uh, for Verstappen. Um, but it was much closer than we, we thought it was going to be. Uh, but yeah, so the Alpines were very, very... Um, uh, yeah, surprising to be that bad uh, down in twelfth and thirteenth. Uh, alban obviously getting that that Williams out into into Q two was was a, a decent job. Um, Gasly getting outperformed by Sonoda again. Yeah. yeah, that's that's becoming a bit of a trend now, isn't it? I mean, I know Sonoda's had a few absolute shockers, but generally speaking, Sonoda and Gasly have been pretty comparable this year.
1: Yeah, Sonoda's had had a good. Um, it's been decent in particularly in qualifying, be, beating Gasly a fair bit. So just pray that yuki has a, a good race for once because mm. um yeah at one point at one point yuki was he finished q1 in third didn't he and i was um ready to put my snow cape on but uh yeah it was a good a good performance from yuki uh big shame for stroll uh, as well like looking at looking at the top 10 He's the fact that he didn't put in a great performance um you know We've been harsh to stroll when he's been rubbish, but fair play to him. He's been very good, especially when his teammate, four-time world champion, was falling off the road.
0: Was indeed. And then finally, I was at Q3. We mentioned Verstappen. Um, Ferrari came out of nowhere at the end and I got incredibly excited that Leclerc was going to get pole, especially after the first uh, set of runs where he was he was fastest and Verstappen looked like he'd made a little bit of a mistake at turn three, but... Wasn't particularly sure, but yeah, of course, Verstappen taking it in the end by thousandths of a second. But then Perez just decided to bin it, didn't he? At the end, which, um, I, it was amazing, wasn't it? When we were watching and we just saw the Red Bull garage, absolutely going mental that Verstappen <laughs> got pole whilst Perez had binned it and was in the middle of the track. Uh, it was quite a, quite an interesting,
1: um, yeah. Um, fist bump, bumping and cheering and stuff as Sergio's backwards, uh, across the track but they got pole. I guess that you yeah at the end of the day it's the surprise that they got pole. but it is it was an odd sight when you've got your yeah your, the, the teammate that's essentially bottled qualifying and not starting where he should be so
0: he was all well seven tenths off the Stappen in the end mm. which is shocking I'm sure Mercedes fans wouldn't have taken it very lightly. And I'm sure they probably still aren't anyway, because Hamilton was on a decent lap. I think he was a tenth and a half down on Verstappen through the middle sector. And who knows in that last sector whether he could have maybe uh, split the Ferraris potentially. Um, But if Hamilton had been purple, can you imagine the scenes on social media uh, with Perez uh, losing it and binning it? And, you know, there's there's no. Oh, wow. There doesn't need to be any. I know there's just so much. Oh, Perez, you know, oh, you did it on Perez. Blah. Like, oh, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got to
1: protect that 98 point lead yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and threaten legal action and get them thrown out the championship. Exactly. Yes, they would definitely do that. Yeah, it's Think, use your brain. I know.
0: It, it's, it's, enough, it's people don't have them. online.
1: No. Why? Why would they take that risk for um, for
0: Stepan to get pole in his home race rather than? And Perez was on a good third. lap as well. Let's not forget, he was about a tenth and a half down, I think, uh, going through that middle sector. So he was having a, a decent lap. Um, so he could have put himself in the mix a bit more than P5. Like right now, he's, he's you know he's in the mix with the with the two Mercedes. Uh, George obviously only managed to get his lap in that he did on his U set on that first run. And probably, I love how like it's measured in the sense of, you know, in, through a yellow flag, you have to slow down and be ready to stop all that good stuff but I love how George absolutely yeeted it round to where Perez had stopped and then slowed down as he went towards the line <laughs> like for me that's just yeah. in my head it doesn't compute um that that's you know that's when they can slow down but I I that, I guess how else would you would you measure it I measure, measure it from the onboards potentially but yeah it's uh, I just found it fascinating that he was like yeet it no oh no go on I probably should slow down for this mm.
1: is it's is it a shame but at the end of the day Hamilton was looking good so it would have been really interesting to see what he could have done with that top in that top three and if we've looked at the race pace that Mercedes have had in the last few races obviously Hamilton wasn't in it because of the incident go back to Hungary Hamilton was looking really good and Ferrari (laughs) Ferrari looking good but haven't had the race pace it could be a fascinating race and maybe 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 it's Hamilton is going to be the one that's challenging Verstappen for, for the win tomorrow. Wouldn't wouldn't be surprising.
0: Mm. You'll have to get through both Ferraris first, though, uh, around a track that is quite difficult to overtake. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. I'm looking forward to it. And, of course, Leclerc not being on pole means that um, Verstappen can't continue to win from Leclerc polls. Mm. So, if anything, yeah. it's, a, uh, it's a blessing in disguise that, that Leclerc is on the front row, because I think the last time little one was when he wasn't on pole wasn't it because it was austria yeah yeah it uh, was and so, i
1: mean ferrari you mentioned about hamilton's got to get through both ferrari's luckily ferrari are really good at strategy so um definitely won't lose a position in the pit stops no chance cool
0: More thanks thanks, thanks tommy. <laughs> really appreciate it uh anything else tommy that you you took from that quali session that you want to reflect on. We've reflected on pigeons. We've reflected on um, which uh, we didn't really speak about the the gravel trap. Uh, I mean, we spoke about it on the on the twi- Twitch stream, but it seemed as though they were able to kind of almost use that like fake bit of gravel as a bit of an apex from what I saw with a few drivers through there. So I'm not sure how effective that's been at deterring drivers no. from going up on there. But um, anything else? No. Oh, perfect. Final <laughs> thoughts then. No.
1: <laughs> Final thoughts are I wish I was in Zandvoort tomorrow like we were last year because it was awesome. Um, and please, fans, don't be idiots and uh, ruin it for the majority of fans that are there to have a good time and enjoy themselves and want to watch some Formula 1. And um, it would be a shame if this this trend continues because it would just get to the point where they have to It'd be like football where they have to ban alcohol or something things like that at, at venues and put pu- fences fencing up or, and things yeah. like that. And and it just it just ruins the experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because a few people can't be trusted. So uh
0: let's hope it doesn't come to that, please. Yeah, fingers crossed, I echo those sentiments completely. And um yeah, it's just one or two people. Um I, I, yeah. my final thought is probably, you know, don't don't try and start fueling and instigating hatred between fan bases because of one or two stupid people like you can't say that max fans like the video for example where that max fans burning the hamilton hat that's not max fans that's a few idiotic people that decide to do things that are a little bit i think that you know think they're hilarious or think they're trying to make some kind of um or send some sort of message that's not the majority of any fan base so i think it's um yeah you just need to maybe not try and fuel that yeah. because then you know you just see more and more fighting on on twitter and it's not fun to see not fun to see but um yeah i'm a, I'm a max fan i've got a mercedes chair and i've not set fire to it yet so book case fueling they literally threw a flare onto the track yeah but you're not listening to my you're not listening to my point is that that is not the majority of fans How yeah you not... don't
1: just go oh like... It's, it's like it's like saying that um the the <sighs> the idiotic people that sat on the bloody racetrack at silverstone you go oh british fans they can't be trusted this this is ridiculous they're always doing this it's like no it's just a group of individuals that ruin it for the majority of people that want to have a good time and enjoy motorsport sensibly so don't just don't just go a whole group of fans or a whole country and just put them under the same umbrella it's just stupid
0: as S. It's Johnny just, Metal says, these way. are rotten apples and not the real fans. There you go. 100%. So, good stuff. Right, yeah. we'll end it there. Thank you so much, everybody, for, for listening uh, to this audio podcast. And thank you to Twitch as well for watching along live. We'll, con- we'll carry on a little bit afterwards. Um, but for those listening on audio, thank you so much. We've got a new app, so please go download that as well. Um, WTF1, just search on any good app store. And uh, enjoy the race tomorrow. We'll be live on Twitch, as, uh, as always, WTF1 official. And we'll see you there. All right, take care. Bye-bye.